following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your host, EZD, Derek Jaws, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Stats, and Stats. I, as always, am EZD, Derek Jaws, and I am joined by my OG, the original, the man, the myth, the legend, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski. T, welcome back, buddy. Listen, I've got big news, all right, and people need to hear about it. I have uh, I've recently got another individual to uh, hop on board the T-Wave train, so I just want everyone to know it's catching on, slowly but surely, but it's happening. I am going to take all the credit in the world for that, because you have to. You have to. I've, I've been pushing that strong for years, so. Yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, I told the story of how it came about yet again, and so yeah, you have to take all the credit. It's it's one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I when I saw the hat, I was like, "That's a that's a great nickname right there." Yeah, forever and always. Yeah, it just took us a while to get it going. Now, now we have somewhere we're getting the people to hear it, and yeah, it's starting to stick. That's what we needed. That's what we needed. We needed a platform. Well, you know, we are a voice for the voiceless. I don't know That's if we really I are. Told. I don't know if we really are that, but I'm going to say it. Right, what else would you say? <laughs> I sure as hell don't know. <laughs> uh, so we are we are smack dab out of week nine, heading into week ten, and boy oh boy, there is some there is some stuff going on. I mean, we're awesome. That's the stuff that's going on. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like I'm having the same podcast as the last time. I'm a good football team. Suck it. Yeah, pretty much. I'm glad I missed the two weeks that, you know, we kind of stumbled and everyone hopped off the bandwagon real quick and I didn't have to defend ourselves. And I'm just going to be repeating myself out here in the background. We're a good football team to deal with it. We, we sure look like a good football team. I'll tell you that much. And I mean, when AJ Klein has a good day, you know, we're playing good football. (laughs) I mean, everyone, first of all, it's the NFL. You're not going undefeated. So, I mean, we take the two losses and they don't look great and I get it. But, I mean, Tom Brady just got shellacked yet again. Tampa Bay didn't look great in for two games in the middle of their stretch. And then all of a sudden came out and had two great games. But it was the same roller coaster for them. Everybody thought they were falling apart and it was a joke. And next thing you know, they're Super Bowl contenders again. So, I uh, I've learned – the media is very right now and the only way to keep the conversation going is for there to be a new king of the mountain every time somebody has a good game and every time somebody has a bad game we have to cry wolf and assume that you know the world's coming to an end so it, it keeps if we just woke up every week and say and eh, they'll be fine no one would want to hear about it so they got to keep it exciting but i'm now realizing that we're in the world of eh, everything will be fine i'm i'm good yeah yeah the uh I feel like we're going to have more up than down and that, that, that feels weird to say. Yeah. It's, it's easier to say when you have a complete football team or appears when we play games like we did against Seattle. And I get that the 34 points seems like a big number, but the fact is when you put up 44, you're going to hand somebody enough possessions to score points. That's all there is to it. 
but I played, I got those stops early that were very important that put my offense on the field early to gain that lead. And that part of the defense is what was most important to that game. So that's a complete football game. And if you put that team out there, that's a hard team to beat. Absolutely. And you know, the, you say 34 to 44, you know, it's a 10 point game. Well, first and foremost, it's two possessions. You know, that's not a, we, we, we got lucky that we just had the ball last. And I mean, there was a point there where it was, it was not really close. Yeah. I mean, they Um, made it two possessions. In reality, I feel comfortable saying that was a three possession football game and the possession that they scored to make it 10 was one that we played, uh, a ball in front of us, clock chewing. And then we even, it was the one before that when we answered to make sure the door was shut. So really it wasn't a game. That 10 points doesn't do it justice at all. No, because you look at it, like there was one play with ball and coverage that they scored and like that you, you could look at that and say like, you know, in years past, I mean, we, we've said it time and again on this podcast, you know, in years past, like, oh, here we go. It's the same old Bills. Yeah, I can't put my foot on somebody's throat or whatever it was, make the mistake to let somebody in the door. And what do we do? We march down the field, shove it up their ass, and then can sit back and say, okay, we have three scores and they have a long way to go. And it looked good. Yeah, I mean, we had at least at least two answer drives in that game that you know, you got that feeling like, uh, you know, am I going to let this turn? Am I going to let them hang around? And twice we came down and said, nope, we're still here. Don't worry about it. No big deal. Yeah. You know, and like you rolling through some stats, like, you know, Russell Wilson, 28 for 41 for 392 and two. First off, that that two interceptions is big. Like and two fumbles. Yeah. And, you know, that's the one that doesn't show up on the immediate box score. And the other thing is Russell Wilson, I believe I saw the stat said he was hit more in that game than any quarterback in modern football history. It looked like a lot. I mean, it was, it was something like 18 or 19 knockdowns. Yeah, that's, it looked bad. And five sacks. That was, it, it seemed like we had, a very very good game plan in mind about bringing pressure and we seem to bring it from good places often it looked like a good game plan yeah and i you know i saw (laughs) i'm sorry i just opened a new new tab of of comparative game stats and like it's a lot closer than you'd think but at the same time the game wasn't close so right yeah i mean well Stats tell a story, but only so much. We all know that. Yeah, I mean, there was total yardage. There was a one-yard difference between the two teams. We had 420. They had 419. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see that over a a chart of, like, time of game. So at what point did we have 300 and they had 100? Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I mean. And obviously, at some point in the fourth, you know we took those two drives where we put the ball on the ground and chew up the clock. So we didn't rake yardage there. We were chewing clock. Yeah. And, you know, the there was there was an interesting thing, and I don't know if you saw this, but Pete Carroll came out and said, we had a plan for if they ran the football. Yeah. <laughs> and we had, we had no idea that they would just completely abandon the running game 
and just throw the ball that yes. many times. I uh, enjoyed that thoroughly because that's uh, not that it's not often that we don't out coach people, but it seems like it's happening more often now and to a level that's like surprising. Yeah. Which, all right, good. Because we've had our conversations about Dable, and I do. I've seen these little flashes, but he seems to be just like Josh Allen, where I'm getting less of flashes of rookie nonsense and more flashes of brilliance and consistency in that department. They seem to be growing together in that direction. Absolutely. And I mean, a, per- a perfect example, like it, it stands out less and less to me the amount of times I don't like the, like Dable's play calls. Yes. And, yes. I mean, even, yeah. even from the start of the season, you know, like we're up 21 points in, on the jets and we're in the red zone and we're calling a designed quarterback run that we fumble and give them the ball and they go down and score. And all of a sudden it's a two score game. And you know, it, yeah. At the end of a first half, you're going, what the hell we've got to put this game away. Right. And now like the only, there was one time this, uh, this game, it was our series in the red zone inside the five. And Mm -hmm. it was two not great pass plays, like from a weird, like, bunch formation almost trying to call like a, a quick screen to a receiver and it was just ugly it was just an ugly sequence and we settled yes. for a field goal yes didn't that fourth and or that first and goal from the two turn into like a third and goal from the 25 at some point i don't know if it was that bad but it was close one of them was we had great field position and i think it was a bad play call and then penalties shot us in the foot it was a rough series you know, then all of a sudden it was the drive after the long touchdown for Seattle. And we call a very similar screen to John Brown. And it looked like, holy shit. I felt like I was watching a team play against us doing yeah. like running that screen where you're like, how is a ball that's thrown two yards behind the line of scrimmage costing me 40 yards downfield? Yeah. In the the screen to uh, Moss was the series or the play before two plays before that. Yeah, but I mean we in the drive before that we looked bad. We ran into their blitzes and it looked like we had lost it. That one little drive we finally. I mean he waited. He set up a whole game plan and waited for that late third quarter screen call that was and that that was the dagger drive too. He's like, you know what? We now have an answer for everything. So good luck. And that, that was the other thing, you know, we are traditionally not a great third quarter team, you know, even in this, this game, year. you know, even, even in this game, we got outscored 10 to three in the third quarter and, you know, it, it, you, you'd like to say you don't lose the game in the third quarter, but a few times we've come close and, you know, seeing those types of things, like in the, you know, we, oh, so here's your blitz package. Here's your, here's your adjustments to us. And here's our counter punch. You can blow it out your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it almost makes you wonder. I get this feeling that we don't make full-fledged halftime adjustments. We make a quarter of the adjustments. And it's almost like a, a borderline wait and see game. Like, okay, we're going to make a few major ones that we know were bad. But instead of just flipping the script, let them overreact coming out in the third. And then re-react to that if that makes any sense it's hard to describe what i'm saying at that point but almost letting them overplay their hand coming out of the half and then you have 
their whole game plan in front of your face all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all because that seems very much like our move. <clears throat> Especially Which is why how... we bleed a little in the third, but we're trying to, you know, finish you after that. Yeah. You know, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like I said, I mean, that's just... I, I don't know that we all necessarily like it in the moment, but if it works like it did this week, holy shit. Well, no, I can't have it be a 14-point swing in the third. 10 to 3 is manageable. That's the score. I mean, people are going to score points. So as far as I'm concerned, if it's a 7-point differential, I think I'm okay with that. I, obviously, assuming I'm not already down by 7, so... You know, that's uh, stationary at that point, but it's still, and I need it to be less. It can't be the huge blowout of a third that I can't recover from or that I let somebody overtake my big first half lead. Right. Like, so, like you look at it, we scored 14 in the first and 10 in the second. They scored zero and 10. If they come back with a zero on our end and a 14 on their end, that's a tie football game. Yep. You know, and that, that's something, you know, you can't have. And then you're playing an even fourth worth anybody's game. Right. And, and momentum not on your side. Right. And I think that's that's a thing that I think we caught in a lot. You know, we I don't remember the last time we took advantage of the score at half and get the football. And it seems to happen against us more than I care to like really admit. Well, yeah, because we play in the land of Belichick and he's the master of stupid crap like that. Yeah. Yeah, find, the stuff find a we way. don't understand where he goes to squeeze out a field goal at the end of a half right before he gets the ball and puts up seven. And before you know it, you're down 20. <laughs> what the and, hell happened? <laughs> yeah, that, that that has been the MO for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, so it's now we're, we're not getting as many score points, get the ball, score more points, but we're getting the stop them from scoring at the half and us getting points. It's, so we're doing a version of it, which is – more than we've done for a long time. Yeah. And it's, it's the big adjustments like that. And like, even from four years ago, you know, that you're looking at going like, again, this isn't the same old team. This isn't the same old bills. No, it's just, I mean, in our next man up, which that's, that's being tested and, shown to be i i have to go with the culture i guess it's got to be the word that i find these i mean who's aj klein i don't understand you know he had a, a horrible game in his own right but he's also had three really solid games too yeah so i and that's he is just one example of many in seasons past we've had a decent roster on the surface and paper mache underneath and it's shown year year over so it's uh it's nice to see a different version of that. I mean, if 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 at the start of the year you would have told me that last week we would have had Justin Zimmer and a safety that wasn't Micah Hyde combined for a fumble and fumble recovery to ice the game against New England, yeah, I'd be like, wait, who? And Zimmer, that was. Did we joke about Zimmer? Um, coming the week before looking to get paid because he had some other big play before yeah. i mean these no-name guys just out there doing it yeah he was a he was a journeyman he's been on practice squad after practice squad never really caught on anywhere and just in the weird abyss that is the defensive tackle debacle of the buffalo bills he's found a home yeah and that's crazy that that's a weak weak point of our 
not weak point per se, but it was sought to be one of the hardest positions that you were going to make cuts on in the off season. And turns out that it's almost like a sieve at this point. Oh yeah. But it's gotten better. I mean, we've improved. It has. And when, when you look at the why, you know, obviously losing Jordan Phillips hurts star opting out obviously wasn't ideal. Yeah. Star was a run guy for us for sure. You know, and then, Dirty Harry, aside from the Patriots game, who where he looked like he played angry and was looking out, looking to fucking bounce back. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't even dressed last game. Yep. So yeah, it's been weird. I mean, couple couple inactives. It's uh, McDermott's really trying to roll the lineup out there. It's like a hockey lineup at this point. <laughs> More than it's ever been for him, which is imp- which I mean that really speaks volumes. Yeah. And then you have our offensive line, which is just riddled with injury and that rotation, how it's still proving to be a fantastic offensive line is mind blowing. So good for them, whatever coaching staff over there. I mean, if you've seen the injury report throughout the year of guys that we've been losing and it's it's insane what they've done with that offensive line and how we're still producing on offense like we are. And I, Granted, I understand Seattle's defense is what it is. I heard uh, Jeff Saturday use the word trash. <laughs> so I feel like I am vindicated in saying that that defense is trash. Uh, I'd rather not admit it, but whatever it is. There, uh, I mean, Allen had all day. He had pockets galore and places to go. It was, it was fantastic. What more could you ask for? And it showed. Yeah. And, I mean, that defense can be as trash as it wants. They're still 6-2. and two. Like, yeah, it's exactly, exactly. They're, I mean, I understand Wilson is having what some are saying is an MVP type year, which the argument should be shifted by now, I would hope. But either way, the record doesn't lie. You still got to win games in the NFL. And we've had this conversation time and time again. That's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Any, I mean, you know, this, this past week, the, uh, you know, the Steelers had a tough time with the Cowboys who were starting their fourth quarterback. Yeah, who's eating Gilbert Grape? Uh, come on. <laughs> sure as hell ain't Ben DiNucci, that's who. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't think I was going to get a Gilbert Grape reference today, but thank you for bringing that to me. That was a sweet little present right there. <laughs> uh, I do what I can. <laughs> the man of the people. So while while Dallas is on QB4, our QB1, I mean, what what a fucking story. What a story this week. Dude goes out. 31 for 38 for 415 and three runs another one in himself. And then it comes out from Dable that after the game, Alan, and I quote, collapsed into his arms in a heap of emotion because he found out the night before his grandmother passed away. And the Bills gave Alan the option to sit the game out and go home. And he said no. A la Brett Favre on Monday Night Football. A la. I mean, if they knew the story, we might have actually been able to recreate that moment. But unfortunately, we didn't hear about it until after the game, which is why that night, that Brett Favre night against the Raiders was so crazy because you knew it happened before. So it was publicly pressed and talked about all game. I mean, this was kept a secret. So imagine posting a 44 in an MVP race in the middle of, you know, the, one of the best seasons 
in franchise history with some of that drama behind it. No kidding. But uh, all I have to say is, you know, we're not worthy. And our, yeah. Our, our Lord and Savior is here. And uh, I'll, just, I'll just hang out at his feet for a while. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, and there obviously there was the Bills Mafia doing as Bills Mafia does the uh, outpouring of support of donations in $17 increments to Oshai Children's Hospital and uh, Cancer Research Center. And just every, you know, then Allen gets named player of the uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. And then he comes out today and he says, I want to, I never want to leave Buffalo. I want to play here forever. This is my home. Right. He knows what's up. We're good at math. When things happen, we donate an awesome increment dollar amounts. Okay. <laughs> We're the greatest city ever. If you wear a Jersey number and you do something cool, you're getting cool math accounts. Have a good time. <laughs> We're like the hooked on phonics for math. It's so great. And just, just no originality at all. And yet it blows up. Oh, look, we did it in the 17th this time. Did it again. <laughs> And but the, listen, like, I, I feel bad mocking it because it, it's not, I mean, it's funny, but it's it's a, a great, we do show it to be a fantastic city. So good for us as a whole. Well, and like, it, it's funny because like, we, we've become that city that will beat you over the head with our fandom. Like, yeah, but we back that shit up. Without like <laughs> we will, we will smash you through a table and then donate $600,000 to your to your fund yeah it, it, absolutely it, whatever we're standing here for it fuck <laughs> yeah i mean that is just that that is just a thing and i am I, like i said i am living for it i am here for it and you know what it i am not a fan of hearing and seeing people um who have especially if you've never played football um you know and there's some some people that we both know that almost weekly put something out like you know that's my quarterback <laughs> and i i hate it because like to me like being a lineman playing that position like you don't touch my dude cuz that's my dude and that's my job to protect him like and i have this weird hang up about people saying it who have never touched a football field who don't understand the gravity of that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. And I then, jo- and then Josh Allen comes out and does shit like this. And I'm like, as a fan, that's my quarterback. Like that's when you say it like that, that sentence to me is reserved for the uppermost echelon of human activity. And Josh Allen has hit that point, that point for me. Yeah, yeah, I did see you tweet that out earlier. I agreed with that one. That was uh, a good way to put it. I wish I would have thought of it myself. Well, you know, that's why uh, that's why they pay me the big bucks to be on the Twitter machine. Yeah, seriously, you are sponsored, right? Or at least verified by now. Oh, God, we need more followers. More fucking followers. Son of a bitch. Yeah, we, we got to get the follow train going. Yeah, the, the tweets, the retweets, quote the fucking tweets. Share it. Your sister's ass. The Pony Express. You know, Vic D. Potato. Shout out. God, do the stuff. More fucking followers. Thank you. <laughs> That's uh, that was for... a word from our sponsor. 
for for those of you wondering, we are at hats tats stats on Twitter. Yeah. Go ahead. Go go drop the follow on that. Appreciate. I'm up late uh, answer messages. So looking through the rest of uh, um, listen, we've we've beaten the NFC East over the head with how bad they are. Yeah, so why waste not, our time with that? We're not going there. Um, you know, the the Panthers giving the Chiefs a little bit of a run this week. Uh, I'm, I don't, the Chiefs, I don't know if they're, you know what the Chiefs feel like to me is like LeBron James. It's just kind of lazy for three quarters and it's like, okay, I'll go win the game. And I really, I hate LeBron, but this is probably the best way to describe him. It's just lazy and does what he wants when he needs to, which is annoying that he's that good. Yeah, the Chiefs to me, I, are these other teams ever in the game? Kind of, but I, I never feel like the Chiefs are not going to win the game. (laughs) That's very true. Oh, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm sure the Chiefs. The Chiefs get everyone's best shot. You know, they're off the Super Bowl, so that's how it's going to be. So I guess you can't take away what they're putting together, playing close games or not. Their record speaks for itself. So you're number one. Yeah. Speaking of the uh, – speaking of number one, the only – The Pittsburgh under- Steelers? Yeah, who are the Steelers? Yeah. Are, well, are I they, just wanted are they to toss out my bold claim now. I've been waiting for us to bring up the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cincinnati oh. Bengals definitely win this week. Ooh. Yeah, Joe Ooh. Burrow. You know what? That bold claim, my friend, just got itself its own graphic. I'm going to make you something. Hi, man. I appreciate that, sir. Yeah, I was looking forward to that. The Steelers were on yeah. my radar this week. Yeah, because I agree. I don't think – I mean, they haven't beaten anybody good. The only thing – well, listen, I'm not going to take away the 8-0 for reasons that we've already hit numerous times in this conversation. But I'm mad. First of all, I'm mad that uh, Big Ben's going to hang out for his negative test for five straight days because if the Steelers lose, we can obviously blame something. And I wish I could have got this bold claim out beforehand because I was feeling it. So believe me or not, the Steelers were not going to win this week. So I, I think I do think they're deserved of their eight and no. Do I think if I'm ranking, doing power rankings, do I think they're number one over the Chiefs? No, but easily number two, and that's I mean they're they're number two and fixed. Yeah, I mean that's you know that that is absolutely spot on in my opinion. And you know if you for those of you playing the home game that do follow us on the social media, if you check out our tits on uh, Tuesdays which that is the totally indisputable team ranking system put out by our very own big diesel, Nick Yelich. Uh, the Steelers have been very comfortably at number two and for a while now, um, you know, d- despite the, despite the undefeated record. And I lost Taylor in our little zoom chat here. So I'm going to keep talking until he comes back. Here he is. All right. Welcome back. We are still recording. So um, what I was saying is I believe the, 
you know, that, uh, that, that number two ranking on next thing is spot on. And again, it's because, you know, you have a tight brush with the Cowboys, you know, the, the teams that you've beaten are not very good and you're getting by, by the skin of your teeth, as opposed to, you know, the chiefs who like, yeah, they played the, a tight game with the Panthers, but you know, they beat the piss out of other people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they're, they're, uh, ben looks fantastic. He looks rejuvenated. So I, there's no reason to think that they're not going to be a top contender in the AFC next to Casey and what I'm considering to be Buffalo, Baltimore. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Baltimore, I don't know if you saw it today, but uh, Lamar was out, you know, flapping his gums, tell, saying how, you know, complaining that he think like that other teams are basically calling their plays at the line and that they know what they're doing. Um, Tough cookies. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's do gooder. That's yeah. not my problem. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, you know, audible Peyton Manning, little yeah. living on it. Yeah. All day, 40 seconds at the line of scrimmage. She didn't do anything else. She just stood there and stared at a defense. What do you think he did to them? He called their place for him. So do better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that was pretty much what he did, right? Peyton yeah. walked out there, lined up in one formation, read the book across the way, and said, "Okay, I'm going to change to chapter five. They went to chapter six. I well, that's funny. I have chapter eight. Don't worry about it. Like what? <laughs> I win. Yeah, my man's reading like advanced physics yeah. against the team playing playing out of a pop-up book it's it was ridiculous and this dude's He's complaining thesaurus out for fun yeah this this guy's out here complaining the other team knows what we're gonna do yeah you're gonna run <laughs> yeah try playing quarterback yeah you ever you ever think of that one give that a go <laughs> you you mean you mean they're not selling out on the rpos anymore i mean i think they're selling out uh both the rpos <laughs> <laughs> What about uh, what about the Dolphins, bud? Dude, I was just getting there. Speaking of RPOs, is Tua for real? Uh, I will not answer. <laughs> I mean, he's played more than two games. I the the kid's obviously a talented athlete. He was obviously smart. We watched him play at Alabama, so the things I'm seeing in two games don't surprise me. I think we're gonna. We're going to, I mean, you beat the Rams in an atrocious game somehow. So what I would say is Jared Goff is terrible and lost for the Rams more than I will ever say Tua won that game whatsoever. And I think we're fluffing a win over the Cardinals because of this Kyler Murray battle that obviously on paper, you come out, it's, you come out of the same draft class. I get it. You got to put them together and the Cardinals look to be an above average football team. So but I think it's being blown a smidge out of proportion because Tua's numbers still aren't that impressive. And Miami's defense is fantastic. So is Tua for real? He's not fake yet, but no, he's not for real yet. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was talking to somebody earlier today and I was telling them, you know, the, the first game that Tua won, you know, um, I'm pretty sure I could have won that game. Yeah, I, <laughs> Jeez, I mean, you didn't even have to play offense that game. Outside of the, besides the defense and special teams, the offense yeah. had one touchdown. 
yeah, what was he, like, eight for fucking 14 for 82 yards or something? Yeah, he played uh, Trent Edwards' uh, Benjamin Button game. <laughs> he was he was 12 for 22 for 93 yards and a score. Oh, he threw a lot. My mistake. <laughs> yeah, you got to ice it down after a game like that. Yeah, no kidding. Get to the cryotherapy and don't do the Antonio Brown. Uh, actually, let me make sure that that was the right week. I think it was. Which week are we talking about? Mm, this was last week. Yeah, that was the right one. Yeah, so, I mean, 12 completions. Like, when you can complete 12 passes in a game and win. Like, yeah, Trent Dilfer used to do that stuff for the Ravens. I mean, I, I mean, they scored 28 points. He threw 12 times. Or he had 12 completions. Didn't Pat Mahomes win a game this year with like 13 completions or something stupid? Yeah, I think he did. Like, like week three or something weird. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I, you know, I, again, this week was a little different. You know, he, you know, 20 for 28 for 248 and two. And I mean. Yeah, it's um, pedestrian. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, that type, those types of games were the same games that people were like berating Josh Allen for. He's not a 300-yard passer, and he's not this. And We're talking about a, a years into Allen's career, so I understand that you don't get the the leash to play with, but at the same, like, that's those numbers. I don't care who you are. Those numbers are game manager numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, Blake Bortles came out with those numbers when the Jaguars went deep into a playoff run. Those are not impressive quarterback numbers by any means. They're just numbers. You know, and I mean, then you add in his rushing, his rushing stats, seven for 35. Like, I, I don't think he's doing anything there that Fitz couldn't have done for you. And Fitz may have thrown for 350 and two more touchdowns. Yeah, he was going to have two more picks, too. So I understand where their argument comes with that. I do. I, I still don't agree with when they made the move, regardless of the fact that they won, regardless of the fact that it had nothing to do with Tua. To me, that's, I don't put my, what I believe to be my franchise guy, who has a history of being made of paper mache out against the most vaunted defensive line in the NFL. That uh-huh. just seemed careless to me. It had nothing to do with whether he was ready or not. Just that's, that's the game and also how they handled it also. Well, whatever. And, and, and what a game plan though. We're just going to play defense so damn well that Tua doesn't need to be on the field. Like, we're going to score defensively and on special teams so Tua doesn't have to play against that defensive line very much. I mean, I'm sure that's the hope of every defense in the first place, but to actually get it done is another story, so good for them. Right. But all the more reason for me to say that Tua is not – I mean, I have no reason to believe he's for real on any level at this point. Nor do I think that Miami is going to contend for this division. No, no, I don't believe they are either. Um, I do. I think that they have a shot to maybe contend for a playoff spot. Yes, the, absolutely. To me, the, they do. In the current format, yeah. In in this, you know, they're talking about a potentially expanded format again, like bumping it to eight teams. They signed off on that. Did the they? Eight was signed off on. Yes, if. Uh, there were some constraints to it, obviously, because it is a contingency plan. 
but basically if the season finishes on time it's seven if the season has to go 18 weeks to get necessary games and it opens up the possibility of the eight team playoff and it would only have to happen if quote necessary potential playoff games needed to be played still so if they if they could look and say something could change here they go fuck it we're just going to add the eighth team and move on because they don't have another week to battle that playoff spot so they're just going to add one more to say this is as fair as we can make it because we have to get these games in that makes sense yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know that that had officially been signed off on. But yeah, I happened to uh, come across that earlier today. So Dan Graziano on the yeah. uh, report, just so I don't get sued for false. For, I did not report it first. Dan Graziano, ESPN. <laughs> Check <laughs> for all six followers. There you go. Looking for seven. Come on, baby. <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, we have more than that. You tell me this all the time. One day I'll believe it. But until then, come on, lucky seven. We have 265 followers on Twitter. Oh, my God. Suck it. How's everybody like me now, huh? I'm like Toby Keith. <laughs> I, think we need, I think we need a 1,000 to be verified. Fair enough. 1,000 it is. Let's go. So, well, moving, at, moving along and looking ahead here, we get to do the fun fun task of going head-to-head with the team the Dolphins just beat. True that. And we travel Redbirds. Yeah, go down to Air Arizona and hang out down there in the nice hot sun. Posty down there. You would know. Yeah, I would. I took a little tour. It's uh, it's hot all year round. Nothing changes. It's just fucking <laughs> hot. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh... You know, Buffalo forecast, partly cloudy, chance of precipitation. And Arizona, hot. Hot. Small chicken wings, big burritos, hot. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. I mean, you find you find wings out there, they are minuscule at best. But those burritos, they, I mean, they, I've never seen. That's like, it comes out like a $5 foot long. It's got yeah. six taco shells, the weighs a small child. You got to like put it in a backpack to get it to go anywhere. Oh, backpack tacos. Yeah, I ain't microwaving none of those motherfuckers. No, no. Arizona. Listen, do you think we win this game or what? Uh, I I know we win this game. Oh, oh, this isn't even like one of those I'm I'm doing pick them so I pick the Bills because I'm a fan type thing, right? Where just you believe this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there's no reason not to. No reason not to. I mean, the this is how I look at it. Their defense is a little bit better probably okay probably a lot better but not world beater better yeah i I wouldn't even go a lot better they're better but i don't know about a lot better and i mean they're i don't know if hopkins and fitz are better than metcalf and lockett yeah i mean hopkins that's a good a good comparison. I, I and I don't know if because, I can really dispute that. It's I mean, in, Metcalf's in a class of his own, and it's hard to cover. But Hopkins makes Metcalf plays, or vice versa. So shit, that's great. So, I I would almost say going against Metcalf prepared us for Hopkins 
because they're both very, very good in a lot of ways. And I think Hopkins may be a better overall receiver, but when you deal with a dude who's as just freakishly large as that freak show is, like, I'm, I got to think our defense looking at Hopkins is going like, oh, I can cover him and it's not going to hurt. Yeah, Hopkins is definitely a better route runner. Yes. Uh, Metcalf, his route running looks like a 180 from what I thought it was going to be. He looked stiff as hell coming out of college. And we all saw the shuttle drill, which I probably put too much stock into. But the man looked stiff as a board and didn't look like he was ever going to run a dig round in his life. And so to his credit, he is a very good route runner, but Hopkins is polished beyond belief. So I, well, the physicality is, they're the same in that regard to me. I mean, obviously Metcalf is bigger, but Hopkins is very physical coming off the line. But if you add that with some better route running, he exposed us a couple of times in the playoff games. He's going to get a chunk of yards, but I, I the, the big game that we played with that quarterback and that receiver against Seattle without question is going to make this week-to-week transition smoother than others. Yeah, and I mean, you're you're facing a guy with, you know, probably very similar statistics. He's a little bit smaller. He's mobile. He's got a good arm. Um, they do a little bit more of the gimmick running game with their quarterback, but in my opinion, that just gives our defense more of a chance to hit him as long as we play intelligently, which we've done the last few weeks, you know, against Well, that's going to be the other thing coming out of Russell Wilson. You go to Kyler Murray and I would say that's a pretty similar style of play right there. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you look at the only thing the Patriots were really able to do against us was run with cam and then yeah and that was more of a physicality downhill run not a side to side run right and that's what you would kind of see from wilson and what you will see from murray and i think the these three games back to back to back really kind of help us yeah it's we've it's actually a transition right to it we've gone from bigger to medium to probably the smallest and the play is just slowly getting a little bit faster from an offensive standpoint. So it's a gradual progression to get to the speed that the Cardinals have. It's probably as close as we're going to get. But I would look at last year in the game we played against Baltimore, which is going to be a similar style offense with heavy on the RPOs and trying to spread people out left and right and how we contained him and probably should have won that game. We're probably – I mean, the clock management in that game costs us a little bit, a little more experience, Malin, and we win that football game, I think. So I'm going to say this is Baltimore 2.0 with a W. Yeah, I'm, uh, like I said, I, like I said, I, I think you can do a toss-up with Metcalf and Hopkins. You know, one's, again, we, we just covered it bigger. The other one is better. I, you know, both of those things play to their their strength. I think Lockett is currently better than Fitz. You know, Fitz is the ageless wonder, but he's not what he was five years ago. No, he's a possession receiver, big third down guy, very smart. And when you need the ball, you know, centered on a two-minute drive, he's going to run it to the middle of the field for you. That's your guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's I, a coach on that field. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, you know, they, they do have 
the interesting uh, interesting side piece there of Mr. Kirk in the slot, who is always dangerous. Yep. Yeah, it's a good offense. They got a lot of weapons over there. That's a good offense. It's, uh, I, and I uh, expect, and obviously Vegas does too, that we're going to have another high-scoring game. And I'm betting the over. Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Lay it on me. Mm-hmm. We, I want winners. <laughs> <laughs> I want to win. Yeah. I want guys who want to win. Yeah. I, I can watch SVP all night. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. Actually, what I, time is it? SVP's got to be coming on hot. Let's go. Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, it's 1138 here. Yeah, I'm not tired. So, you know, I, every week I go through and I look at the games and I say, okay, what are we going to do for the pick em this week? The easy answer is always the Bills game. And mm-hmm. then it's a toss-up because you the formula used to be, screw it, we're doing Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and then the 4 o'clock because the Bills always played at 1. Yeah, so it was easy progression. And then, you know, starting with last year, things got a little squirrely because we started playing some 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 primetime games. Yeah, well, people want to see the people want, you know, go Bills. Now, this year, there is this weird trend of two of the three primetime games just being trash. So we are not picking the Ravens-Patriots game because oh, I'm skipping it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think that one's going to be close, and I don't think four of us need but to hey, pick Ravens. Look at the New England Jets game. That thing was a nail biter. Now, don't get me wrong. I had no interest in watching two garbage teams that didn't matter, but I watched because they were in the AFC East, and nothing is better than watching those two teams suck. But the game itself ended up being really good. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, especially from a pick'em standpoint. True. Yeah. Um, you know, we we I ended up doing the Vikings and the Bears because the Vikings seem to have found something the last couple of weeks, and that something being Delvin Cook. Yeah, let Delvin Cook. And then, uh, you know, the Bears are that game. I think is going to be closer than the two teams' records would indicate it would be, solely based on the fact that the Bears' offense is terrible. And. I, I think the Vikings have a shot, so I threw that one in there. But uh, so uh, where are we getting here? Are you looking for my picks live? Because I know I haven't submitted them yet. Um, I mean, if you want to go that route, I mean, listen, if I'm going to sit here on top of the mountain, I might as well just whip the dick out about it and make my picks off the cuff. Why not? All right. Well, let's let's fire it up and round this bad boy out. We uh, we're going to start. Oh, with you want to start with the Bills? Yeah, let's start with the Bills. Oh, hey, Nick, Austin, how does it feel? <laughs> what does it feel like when you go on the outside and look over the fence and the grass looks a little greener and you climb over and ends up just being fucking sewage trash? Huh? Does that feel good out there? I'll take the Bills over the Cardinals. Thank you. <laughs> uh gotta love it like did did they not get the memo that we just always pick the bills hey listen they're allowed to do whatever they want and if they want to be bad fans 
and pick other teams just to try and win a game, that's fine. But my fandom will reign true. And I'll continue to pick four out of five games for the rest of the year because the Bills will be the pick all day, every day. And they're getting punished for it. It's not my problem. I hope they pick the Cardinals this week. They probably don't have enough hair on their ass to do it back to back. <laughs> Game picks, dick picks. I don't give a fuck. I'm picking the Bills. <laughs> Bills by 12. <laughs> All right, so the next one here, we got the uh, the Colts and the Titans. Oh, man, look at that matchup. Right? Colts and the Titans. Who wants to touch that game? Are the Titans still for real? Are they? Uh, were, were they? I don't know. No, I get we're not having a conversation anymore. Now it's just on me. Uh, listen, I love me some Phillip Rivers, uh, and I I root for him at this point as long as it doesn't impact me and unfortunately it's my time so Phillip's never going to win a Super Bowl and I feel bad for him but uh, I don't think he's got it in him Tennessee alright um, I'm writing this down so I don't forget yeah you got to because I'm not sending it after this uh, then we ooh, ooh, we are going to pick on the, uh, the NFC the Eagles and the Giants Eagles and the Giants <sighs> uh Giants got to get off the snide without question. So, and uh, Wentz is due to cough one up here. I see a pick, fumble, bad game. Danny Dimes does continue his turnover trend with one pick, but throws for three scores and Giants win. Uh, We're going to go to the Chargers Dolphins. Oh man, the poor Chargers. They're just hapless, hapless Chargers. Uh, I see the trend that my feeling is this evening, and this is why you don't pick off the cuff because you just keep doing it over and over again. I'm going to talk myself into this one too. Uh, underdog nation chargers off the snide (laughs) and Miami just, uh, just when you think they're doing everything right, this is not going to be to his day Tua throws two scores, but picking a fumble and chargers win. You know, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna round out your 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 picks here, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna comment on them. Yeah, why not? Um, so let's finish out with the Vikings Bears. Ooh, the Vikings and the Bears. Is that the Monday Nighter? That is the Monday Nighter. Oh, I love a good Monday Night Football game. I tell you, Chicago um it's one of the most overrated story franchises because i hate that term if you're going to have it have something to back it up and chicago doesn't um but for some reason they look good on a monday night field i have to give them credit for that to see maybe it's because they just shoved it in my face all the years so i'm just used to seeing it um but dalvin continues to cook chicago at home i don't i don't they have a court no minnesota i'm sorry they're just sorry i care what your defense is Delvin Cook all day. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I we we might come close here to a clean sweep for the two of us, and I don't like that. So I might have to talk myself out of some of these picks. Oh man. See, I always wonder what you do when I cough those picks up and how you decide to play that. So I usually pick my like 
I send these to you guys and then I make my picks immediately. And then I wait for you guys because I don't want my picks swayed by what everybody else says. <laughs> so like I pick, Yeah, but you know it is. <laughs> but, but, but like they're, and they're really not. I have not once like I've gone so far as to have picked games and then like I get your picks back and see like, oh, I'm the only one that picked this team. Well, that's retarded. I shouldn't do that. No, too late. I'm going to go with the Integ. Got to have Integ. Yeah, go Saints. How's everyone like that? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, I had one of those uh, two weeks ago. Yes, you did. And then, yes, you did. And then I bet on Ben DiNucci. Listen, that's what I just did for all these picks. I picked one <laughs> underdog and said, yeah, I like every dog. Let's go. All the dogs in this house. <laughs> if anyone's wondering who let the dogs out, it was Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. 30 Norman. Just just Wait, one of 29, 29 Norman. 29. Just riding the wave. T-Wave. <laughs> I think, uh, theme song. I think, that, uh, I think that about wraps us up with the recap and preview and after our little bye week of not doing an episode last week because uh you know sometimes life is just too fucking busy sometimes you need a little rest out there you know things happen there there was absolutely no rest for the wicked last week but i digress any uh anything else for the good of the order there guy listen man enjoy the bills wave all right we got a good thing going on stay on the positive and enjoy a football sunday my friends yeah, yeah. And uh, one last little tidbit for me here. the There's an app out there called Sports Hosts. If you hate social media but love sports, this is for you. There's no politics. There's no bullshit. It's just sports. I highly recommend it. And a fun little fact, I personally just got picked to be the NFL Bills Mafia ambassador for this little uh, little application here to bring in new fans worldwide and try to convince them to join the bills mafia and help us circle the wagons overseas. So that's cool as fuck. It's called sports host. I will be inviting all of you guys to help me do this ASAP because uh, I know you, you're not a big social media guy, but this is, this is literally just talking sports that like I have yet to see one bullshit political post or anything along those lines. So Send it on down. I'm all yeah. about the recounts. Wait, what? What? No, we're not doing that. We're not recounting anything. Oh, my bad. So, but yeah, we, uh, it'll be cool as fuck. I will be representing Bill's Mafia as an ambassador to the world. So, sounds, sounds prestigious. Oh, God. I have more prestige than you know what to do with. That's what I'm talking about. Prestige worldwide. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Every time I come, I produce a podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. And I think that's it, boys and girls. So thanks for tuning in to Hats, Tats, and Sats, and we will see you next time.